that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk. It's myself, Dean Ryan, in the towers of bookmakers.co.uk, joined as always by uh, the Evervescent Dermot Nolan. How are you, Dean? I don't think I've ever called anyone Evervescent. <laughs> no, it completely caught me out there. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, I'm I'm gonna, gonna, I was going to shell-shock there for a second, but yeah, Dean, all good. Yeah, well, you know, there's no scripting here, so any, anything <laughs> could come out of my mouth. Um, Stephen Cass has joined us again because, you know, the focus is the Dublin Racing Festival. We thought we needed some uh, more expertise than the uh, very Irish Dermot Nolan, and it's uh, Stephen Cass. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Yeah, what does what does Evervescent mean? Not sure. I think it's uh, one of those drinks you get, you know, the Vitsy thing. Yeah, I just had a, I had a Baraka. Well, I had That's a, the one, yeah. a little version of it earlier, so yeah. I think it's, I um, if you it's, check the branding on that, that's what it's, it's bubbly, called. It's bubbly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's bubbly it's, or fizzy, which is... Uh, I'm not sure if that's a compliment or what way that works. But fizzy, sure. bubbly and good for your soul. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll keep with that. All right, um, usual format of the Race Hour podcast will uh, proceed. Uh, we're going to have a look at some of the weekend uh, action that just passed where um, we did find a couple of winners. I think, Dermo, uh, your your boy, obviously, is a good place to start, actually, with, with Santini. Um, Gold Cup contender is what you put on the notes. I'm assuming you're not going to call him a contender. You think he wins the Gold Cup? I think he wins the Gold Cup, yeah. Um, the one fear that you have with him that is very hard to shake off, which is a very normal normal um, thought with him is he does look at times in a race um, for all intents and purposes like he's kind of losing his spot but as Nico de Bonville said after the race and as he, he keeps saying is that he's just a lazy horse that you need to keep at it um, I think the faster they go in front of him the, the quicker that Nico will ask for him and then he'll he'll find more and more and more he, he's not as slow as people make him out to be in my opinion he's a horse that won over hurdles over two miles five beating Black Op who then went on to finish second to a Sam Crow whilst the form hasn't looked all that great they're still quick horses so Santini for him to get that done that day does not mean um, that he's he's an unbelievably slow horse which they suggest a gold cup anyway you don't need to be a king stand winner so um, Santini for me is is a gold cup contender he's the horse who still has the most improvement left in him he's a mark now of 171 after that run and just his jumping was a bit iffy at times but he made one serious error and that was it he doesn't spend all that much time in the air and um, nico was very soft in my thought and he just kind of he came home as he wanted he won by three three lengths in the end but he could have won by much more and um, he's just the kind that kind of will never do that he's just a big lazy sort and i just think in a gold cup i can picture him being fourth or fifth turning in hopefully at the second or third last and he'll just make that relentless ground up kind of like the way uh, Bob's worth one if you remember but he's obviously a much bigger horse but yeah I've been saying it all year and I'm very excited by him Dean Prep's gone perfectly hasn't it Stephen they said this is where they were going to come they got the opening race out of the way where he looked you know certainly not gold cup material but he won and now all systems go you'd imagine uh, there's a little bit more improvement to come as Demo said he's got an upside still has to have one really with the amount of races he's had um, would he be your idea of the gold cup winner at this point? No, I'd be more in the camp. I, you know, I know Nico says he he's he's lazy. I don't I don't think he's lazy. I think the horse is putting it in. I think he's a genuine horse and he's a nice horse. Uh, but I think he is a bit slow, which doesn't mean he can't win the Gold Cup because 
um, synchronized and Bob's Worth would be two such examples of horses that aren't that quick. Mm. Native River would be another example, but he's able to go from the front. But my fear with Santini is it's, it's a pretty good Gold Cup. So if you have, like Album Photo will tank into any race. Uh, Kenboy is speedy. Um, lots of translation if he's there, he makes it. Like Clandazoba is speedy. I think Santini's going to be outpaced, if in my view, uh, when they start racing between three out and two out. Now it's whether they come back to him. Um, I just think he'll be he'll be out of his ground at some stage, and it's going to take a serious effort to get the revs up to come back into it to be good enough to win. I think six to one's a terrible price. I don't see why he's like what Santini has done this year. The Sandown run was bad, no two bones about it. And then on Saturday he beat Bristol Demai, who massively, massively underperformed. Like Bristol Demai, I actually backed Bristol Demai on Saturday um, on Betfair, and I laid back after the first three jumps. He was just jumped atrocious. He jumped the first three, ballooned them or hit them. So I just laid back my stake and left the bet. You know, just watched the race. And I, I just thought Bristol Demai, he should have been beating him out the gate. Bristol Demai ran so poorly. I honestly think he ran to about 150. So uh, getting weight, I don't think it was anything near a Gold Cup winning performance. He'll have to improve a stone minimum from what he did. Now, he might, but to be 6-1, to one, third, second, you no, know, he's pretty much second favourite. Uh, I think he's terrible price. I'd much rather Delta work. Um, at nine to one, I think that work should have won the RSA, but we will talk about him later. I just, but, uh, I just want to counter what you said about the the level of the performance. Santini and Demo, you come in on this. Santini strikes me as the horse that can only it he's only going to do enough, right? So if Bristol Demai runs below form, then he's only going to need to run above yeah. that lower level of form to go and win. If Bristol Demai had gone better, do you think he still would have won? Yes, I mean he's the kind of horse again, Dean. As you said, I mean this is his tenth ever start. Um, that's two less than champ that everybody seems to be wanting to forgive every mistake he makes you know this horse hasn't had many runs and yet every test that he's been given uh, really he's he's met it uh, one way or another that RSA run last year he's a big he, excuse around that which is fair game he'd missed a week before yeah. he ran a Kempton before that when uh, on a race course that was never going to suit him he still wasn't all that far behind the bag of wall and, um, and the winner of the RSA top of the game so he's the kind of horse that just he, he keeps improving he keeps finding but he just does the bare minimum um, I think he's just going to keep doing that Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever, whatever you think about Santini do not back him at 6-1 to one now because he will definitely be that today definitely quite possibly he, and he, I reckon he could be bigger on the day yeah that's fair that, that's fair I have backed him a bigger and whoever wins the Irish Gold Cup this weekend you'd imagine will jump into second favourite as well yeah or, yeah. Uh, yeah favourite I'd say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very fair. I mean, I, I would say my view on the race is that Santini did what he had to do and pulled out in the end to win. And I just wonder whether, given he's obviously got plenty of talent yep. and upside, that in a better race, albeit Stephen's point is very, very, um, oh, it's very apt about him maybe being, you know, really stuck for toe four out. I'd imagine Native River is going to go with the blinkers on and go from the front and make sure it's a very honest gold cup. Um, which is exactly what you want in the race. So it would be about whether Santini can come through at the end. I put him in the picture now, whereas previously I thought he had to show me something. I think he showed me enough to put him in the picture, but um, six or seven pound improvement would put him right there for me. His jumping's not as bad as people make it out to no, be No, it's well. fine. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's adequate. Yeah. Um, adequate jumpers have won the Gold Cup. I've won the Gold Cup, yeah. Yeah. Album um, photo is an adequate Gold 
jumper. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a Horlix in there from a few of these, but then, you know, when you're going that clatter in the top races, you're going to get one. So you're going to need a bit of luck. He's he's in the mix for me. Bristol to mine. Uh, he's not going to be winning any gold cups, but um, Dermar, I know you fancied him last year to get a place. I backed him each way again this I year. Know, so, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Let's talk about uh, this one should be quicker. I mean, Paisley Park, uh, the, the bare bones of that form just looks okay, but he's very good, Dermar. Yeah, look, we're moving on to Benny afterwards. Uh, she'd be very interesting if she went here, but I would imagine that that performance being as good as it was, um, again, just he just keeps finding, he just kind of, he's another horse that just does the bare minimum. Um, but I think that performance on Saturday, I wonder if it does temper any plans they might have had in their head about Benny to do going to the stairs because it's, um, it's a mammoth task to beat him, isn't it? It does. It does feel that way. Is a touch of the big bucks about him, but you know the jockey um, is, was was at pains really. I think on luck on Sunday, talk about the horses blessed with loads of speed. He just it just might look it might come across the way that he hits flat spots. Stephen, um, he, he's going to be very hard to beat in the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be very hard to beat. It's a division that always bores me and it's extremely boring <laughs> from a, a betting market. Would it excite you year. more if Benny turns up and takes yeah, on Paisley? You know, yeah, of course it would. Of course it would. And, and it's definitely a runner. Um, but yeah, that talk of speed and running and checking herds and stuff, he'd have absolutely <laughs> no chance. He's, like, he's, not, he's not a quick horse. But it, what really impressed me with him is hurdling was sensational on yeah. Saturday. And last year, he had a mistake in him. Now, I, I think he's really ironed out his jump. And it's like the horse has, you know, it's ridiculous to suggest he has more confidence because he's winning these races. But he is a horse that that's, that is going through his races a bit better. Um, he, the, the, the flat spot and in inverted commas, uh, you know, it wasn't as bad as, as other races. So he, he seems to be getting better at Phantom. Uh, I don't see Anathan beat him. I think he beat Benny Dudio as well because I don't think uh, she's Benny is so quick. Those really quick horses generally don't really stay the hard one three miles. So if Benny was mine, I wouldn't be looking at the stairs. I'd be inclined to have a, a look at the champion. The, you know, there'd be a scenario if. Um, if Anthem went wrong with Sharjah, that maybe they'd look a supplement for the champion uh, if Honeysuckle, say, was still going to the mares. But I, I don't think the world hurdles for her. I think she's a bit quick for a world hurdle. Uh, or stairs, sorry, it's called the stairs again now, isn't it? But yeah, Paisley Park, he looks, you know, he's rock solid, but not a market that excites me. And um, would you run Benny in the champion mares or the stairs demo? Uh, Sally is going to win the champion hurdle, so I'd go for the mares. <laughs> Steven said Sharjah they've got, they've got a little bit of power there <laughs> they have they, they most certainly yeah, have I forgot about Salia as well yeah. so they're the same colours as Benny so if you're Rich Richie two and a half is probably her best trip and I hate the mare's hurdle you know I hate good horses <laughs> running it but if given the, the the factors at play if Honeysuckle wins um, and you've sell day going for the champion herd, you probably would just run her in the mares because it'd be a penalty kick. Yeah, I mean, look, I looked at it. She's won one. She's fallen in one. The prize money for finishing second at Paisley Park is the same as winning the mares. Um, I'd roll the dice, but, you know, it's not my call. No. Prize money is, is definitely not a factor. <laughs> no, it definitely is not a factor. I, I think everyone likes to cash a check, you know. I know they want to win races, of course. But, um, yeah, she's done the mares already. I'd be looking elsewhere, whether that be champion or stayers. But, uh, like you say, a lot will depend on what happens with those other two contenders for a champion and whether Honeysuckle uh, does the business this weekend, which we will come on to shortly. Um, I've got carefully selected in the notes here, Dermot. A horse that really doesn't uh, interest me too much. His favourite for the uh, three-mile sixer, as we call it. Yeah, three-to-one favourite now for the three-mile sixer. Um, bad jumpers have won this race before. Do you know what? Tiger all 
famously headbutted every fence this horse is no tiger all and i think there's a i have a big problem with horses that have the the level of trepidation that this horse seems to have with his fences he just doesn't take a cut at them at all uh, paul townend actually did very well to get him around again the last day um in uh, a three mile sixer like that now he, he's just going to hate every minute of it uh i think champagne classic kicks him home to be honest with you do you like uh, carefully selected for Cheltenham, Stephen? No, don't think he, he looks like he's afraid of his fences. He, he really doesn't look like he enjoys jumping. So if you're not enjoying it, staying the bones of four miles doesn't look like um, a load of fun on top of it. So absolutely not, no. I think Champion Classic looks a little bit quick for it. Uh, so I'd be worried about him as well. Uh, it does take a lot of getting. I, I, I it's, a, it's a race I can never get a handle on what type of horse uh, can win it. There was a horse run a two-runner two race. Um, is he even entered... Uh, uh, I'm thinking out loud now. Horse one, he beat um, Mulcahy's Hill, and uh, the name of the horse isn't coming to me. But if he ran, I'd be very interested in him. It's uh, one but... of those um, races that I always do used to find pretty easy to solve because you just find not necessarily just the John Joe horse, but one that was could have gone for the RSA just below that form, running all the right races, turns up in the four miler and kicks a load of average yokes into touch. Yeah, I like. Um, uh, doesn't really happen anymore like that. Yeah, I like first approach. This is uh, I'll have my article this week on the. Um, on the novice chasers and I thought first approach on a huge race behind Melinda the last day I think just mm. like that now he's just below that level uh, he will have needed that run badly and he's entered in both of the races so it's um, he will be he'll be very very interesting and the horse that Stephen was um, on about is um, I right Stephen isn't it yeah is he is he even entered in the four miler sorry I should have I didn't know we were going to talk about this no of course you're, we, we kind of he's not, he's not entered in the four miler so don't worry about that but he's he's a horse I really like first day in trips he might be a Scottish national horse no no Welsh national on this podcast Welsh Stephen. National, always, yeah. always <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Welsh national on the ground yeah we, we don't mention any other nationals about that one in entry um, okay so alright so we talked about carefully I think all of us agree complete rank value we're just oh, uh, horrific yeah, yeah. Um, of course uh, Willie and Patrick will be hoping and then Patrick did the entry, so it's the only race going to turn up in. Um, okay, anything else from the weekend? I was going to throw OK Corral into the mix, who came back from uh, previous disappointment, let's say, to to win a Sky Bet chase. That Derek O'Connor slap was class. It was a great it? bit of riding, wasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, really. You know, I think David Russell got banned, didn't he, for punching a horse? But he got Derek punched. Did. It's a bit different. <laughs> it's a bit different. Uh, Battle of Wills uh, won on the first race on Sunday at Nice. Uh, Dean... I know you're watching this as well. I did watch it, yeah. Could have won by 20 lengths if we wanted to, uh, but won by half a length under a very, very cute ride by David Russell. Uh, this is a horse to take forward. Won so easy. That, uh, Touch of the uh, band of outlaws about him. Yeah, really, really comfortable. I wonder what he could end up in because he that was a seriously impressive performance and just another horse to go to Gordon Elliott and improve at 50 stone, you know? Stephen? Um, a quick one at Dundalk camaraderie uh, he, he, for, for Halford Halford's always improved for a run he finished second he's at an absolute certainty next time out he was back from 10s uh, into 9 to 4 and was beaten by a horse rated about 82 camaraderie uh, I think Halford thinks quite a bit of him for a winter horse and I love Alaho and I was so impressed with his yeah. run uh, I think he's a monster and he, he looks like a gold cup horse to me um, I'd be hoping he goes RSA just because I've backed him for it but if he goes Marsh Chase or R say I could see the case for either based on his runs but he looked to me like the further he went the last day the better he went and he just kept staying and staying so I think the RSA is the race for him and I think he's Willie's horse in the RSA as well I think they want Fawheen to run in the marsh obviously they've carefully selected for the um, National Hunt Chase I don't see what they have for the RSA I think 10 to 1 if you're getting anything near 7, 8 to 1 non-runner no bet 
uh, when that comes out. I really love this horse, and I, I, you know, I think he's a better horse. He's done more over fences than Manila Endo. He beat Manila Endo last year. Was beaten by him twice, but was close up. But he's he's every he just looks every bit of chaser. He jumps brilliantly. He's quick over them. Uh, he's straight and he's low, and I just I absolutely adore him. I, I really really love this fella. So I hope he goes RSA, but if he goes for the marsh, I think he could win that as well. Yeah, they've been talking about this horse down at the yard for the twelve months plus, haven't they? Even on our preview night last year, demo, I remember Mikey Fogarty was telling us that'll win wherever it turns up, and yeah. you know it sometimes just takes a little bit longer for it to come together. Certainly looks like it has come together for Alahar. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, the only concern I'd have for him is that this year he might just bump into a more, um, a kind of a tougher sort in an RSA. I completely agree. I think he, he is a Gold Cup horse going forward, but I just think the uh, the, the battle over die-ins and these kind of horses have built up some seriously experience this year. And uh, I just wonder, might he struggle to, to kind of beat them on that well last year's RSA with those front three that we had with Delta Wet top of the game and Santini this year you can throw Champ Manila Indo and perhaps Alaho into a similar and Battle Over Dying as well of course yeah, yeah. Um, it looks very very hot yeah. um, okay I'd much rather back Alaho at the prices than uh than a, than a champ yeah 100% not that we haven't talked about that on this podcast before <laughs> alright chaps um, let's um, take a quick break here on the Race Hour podcast and when we come back it's all about the Dublin Racing Festival you're listening to the Race Hour podcast brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk check out bookmakers.co.uk each and every day for tips, news and the best odds for horse racing Looking for a new bookmaker and the best sign-off offers in the industry? You'll find that at bookmakers.co.uk, sponsors of the Race Hour. Okay, and welcome back to the Race Hour podcast brought to you by the friends at bookmakers.co.uk. Stephen Cass has joined us this week to preview the Dublin Racing Festival. Demo Nolan is here. Uh, let's kick on with Saturday. Uh, first things first, though, the ground has been a bit of a talking point at Leopardstown in the run-up to this. We've had unseasonably dry weather, I'd say, uh, in Ireland. Something that's happened before, actually, to this meeting, and they have to be very careful. Uh, they'll, ha- they'll have the watering cans out, Stephen, or they already have. Yeah, they're watering the chase course at the moment because I think the um, the hurdles course is okay. You know, that's 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 on the softish side already and is drying out. So maybe that'll be something like yielding come the weekend. And the 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 chase course, what they're saying is they don't want good in the description. So I presume they're sort of aiming for yielding ground, yeah. which is ideal world stuff. But it's it's given a quite dry and quite sunny Saturday morning. So you know, you could be looking at softer ground on Sunday. So that's something to bear in mind. But Saturday good winter ground uh, I suppose you'd be you'd be looking at for doing your best yeah I mean the worry that you have as as punters with certainly so many um, like favourites running that are going to be of mass interest to the mass punting population they're all likely to run on that kind of ground what they would maybe skip it on demo is if it got a little bit too quick so they seem to have learnt lessons from the past that they're not going to allow that anyway yeah Dean you know because Last season, obviously, uh, we ended up with very small fields on the Sunday. So the very last thing that you will want to happen there is that happening w- once again, obviously. So it's uh, they've learned their lessons. They have to because horses like presenting Percy have missed other targets to come here. And they need the ground soft. So the ground has to be soft for them. Um, it's not their fault that we're having unseasonably decent weather again here in Dublin. But it's something that, again, they, they just need to be conscious of, you know? Yeah. Yeah, what you don't want is yeah, that. The other thing to keep in mind, lads, is the trainers' championship. So they're going to, you know, everyone seems to be thinking it's a closer run thing this year. Uh, it doesn't seem to be to me. Willie's only 100 grand behind it. So he probably streak away. But um, 
you know, everyone seems to be saying that it's 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 very close this year. So maybe they'll run Everton, keeping that in mind. Yeah, that's true. And like I say, as long as it's not quick, I think everything we expect to turn up should turn up where they want to race. And um, the one thing you hate though is that if you do get pudding like watered and rained on ground, that everyone starts then crabbing all the form and go, well, that, 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 that's not going to work. And we have all that to debate afterwards. Yeah, it just has such uh, serious drainage there at uh, at Leprechaun. I don't think place. it'll be too bad at all. Anyway. No, I think it's. I think it's going to. Well, I think they'll get it right. Um, let's kick on with the racing on Saturday then. Uh, the Nathaniel Lacey and Partners 50 grand bonus for stable staff, which is a great idea for some of these. There'll be a few hot uh, runners in here. Demo, I might let you kick off here because I think one of your best bets of the meeting runs in the opener on the Saturday. Yeah, one of my biggest bets of the meeting from, from a few days ago and my biggest uh, bet of the Challenge Festival really kind of so far is uh, is Fury Road. Um, absolutely adore the horse. I think, he's, uh, I think he's absolutely built for that stayers test and he's built for kind of races like this he he's very similar to commander of fleet last season and then i know people keep saying that uh, gordon and his horses can kind of flop on the albert barlett but he won't know that going into it he's built up massive experience now that, that run at limerick at christmas was obviously he made a mistake at the, at the last he he is a brilliant jumper and that day he will have learned plenty he had to really knuckle down and i just think that he's the kind of horse that that he'll just He'll keep going, he'll keep improving and I think uh, he'll take the world of stopping here. I mean, the likes of, obviously, Alexander Dane, I actually fancied him for the Supreme if they put him back in trip, but uh, they obviously have completely different thoughts than me and um, latest exhibition as well, obviously, is a really good horse, but I just think that uh, Fury Road is just kind of, for me, he's he's the horse of the division in Ireland and I think he'll he'll take a lot of stopping in. Yeah, I think I think the the race against latest exhibition, if if those two do face off in this, which looks like they will, um, I think it's a fascinating contest. I, I'd be with Paul Nolan's horse, who I thought was moving to Willie Mullins, but that didn't happen. Um, so I'd be I'd be definitely be with latest exhibition. But I know you, how much you love Fury Road, so um, yeah, the nine to two though over the seven to two uh, appeals to yeah, me. But fair. Stephen Cass, uh, there's, there's no question here. Latest exhibition is the best form in the race. Like he, 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 he when he won a bumper, he beat a really good 120 stick in Brayside. Uh, in his maiden, he beat a 133 horse by five lengths in Datsy. So he's he's already into the mid 140s before you even take into account that um, he was second to Abacadabras and over a trip that really wouldn't suit it uh, two miles and a well-beaten that day. But to make the mistake he made down the back at Navin, uh, or Nace, sorry, I'm always getting mixed up between Navin and Nace. It was Navin, wasn't it? But to make that mistake and, and still beat Andy Dufresne, who I think is a really proper horse, um, and he's only going to improve for the step up and trip. Ground will come any way to him. I can't believe this fellow's nine to two. I think it should be closer to two to one. Yeah. Um. You know his 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 sire gets loads of good stairs. There's no question over the trip. Uh. I I, I really really would fancy him. Like his dam was third in in a mare's hurdle and won over two six. So I think he's really going to improve for the extra two furlongs. Fury Road. I I think there's a quirk in him. His tail was a bit swishy swashy coming to the last in Limerick and whatever about that. Davy then made a, a comment after the race. I'll read it out. He said Fury Road would have met the last as if we were racing. Yeah, maybe he would, but yeah. there was no real response from him at the last. I, I hate that if a horse is thinking about it. You know, if he's flashing his tail. Now he wasn't flashing his tail, but his tail. If you watch it, there was a bit of movement in it. And for Davy to say there's no response from him, I just think there might be a quirk in him. Um, and I definitely don't think he should be a shorter price than latest exhibition on form. So, yeah, absolutely uh, latest exhibition for me. Longhouse Poet would be one that you'd have to give a chance to. But uh, like he'd be Monkfish in the bumper. Good third end by Alan running on well. Um, I think he's the danger to latest exhibition. 
but it's a really good race. It was a really good race last year as well, and it's a really good race this year. So it's, it's a great start to the meeting. I'm looking forward to it. My advice then to Dermo, based on my own opinion and, and Stephen's opinion, is you should have a little bet on Lace the Exhibition just to cover all your... Uh, messing around with this horse for, for future engagements <laughs> yeah I, I can completely see the point uh, latest exhibitions form is stronger than Fury Road I don't think it's a quirk I think it's the fact that uh, Fury Road completely fell asleep uh, David Russell was actually on RT last night and he was saying something similar as well that just the horse just kind of fell asleep under him uh, because he was having such an easy time of it in that race at Limerick but latest exhibition see I'm the complete opposite now I don't think Andy Dufresne is anything special at all um, I think Andy Dufresne has won a bumper and a maiden hurdle uh, really flashy and he's looked quite good twice but I think the form of those two races is rubbish and um, I'm not sure what what ability that horse actually holds um, I thought Captain Guinness would have kicked him out of the way had he not been as keen and had he jumped the last so I really um, I really don't I just don't agree with it I love it. All. I love it that we're a log ahead so early. Um, I'm, not, I'm not getting into that now. Andy Dufresne's going to win the Supreme, but we'll talk about that on the chat. <laughs> <on that premium. laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll book you in for that now. Um, that, that does sound fun. Um, <laughs> can't see him doing that. All right, so yeah, if you're, well, we've made it a two horse race. I think we can ignore the fact that, yeah, Envoy Allen's not turning up over two miles. It's definitely not a two horse it's race. Definitely not, of course, yeah. you know, it could improve. I, 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 I would have been really interested in the big getaway if he ran here, but he ran at the weekend. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a really good race. Okay, all right. Let's uh, let's kick on to the next one. I think our views are clear. Um, the next one is, uh, well, is it is it the time we're going to see? And Stephen, I come to you first. Are we going to see Shaquan Porsois deliver what it looked like he was capable of when beating Defi Desoy, or are we going to see Shaquan Porsois deliver what I think people thought was pretty underwhelming behind Aplutard last time? I, 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 the short answer is I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Um, if you take the view that uh, that Shaka Persois is going to improve uh, five or six pounds, it should be very close. At Plutard was very impressive from the back of the last to the line the last day. So was that a fitness thing or is he just a better horse than Shaka Persois? Um, five to four or two to one. I, I, I definitely would back at Plutard of the two at the prices. But at the same time, I don't want to have a bit because you see there's Emery in there as well, who's, who's a flying diamond. If Min was run, Min ran, he'd have a right chance as well. So we don't know. I'd rather see the makeup of the field. Um, I personally kind of want Shaq and Persois to win unimpressively because I like Aplutard for the Ryanair. I've done some doubles with Defi for the champion chase, but that's just my pocket talking. I, 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 I'm sorry here, but I, I don't have any hot takes. I, I, I just think I can't wait for the race but I'm not going to have a bet okay I'm with you I think looking at the betting if Min runs that's the one that's the wrong price yeah 100% and there's nowhere else for Min to go really so I do think Min will turn up it's very likely run he won it last year albeit I think they missed the last and he was cantering all over um, St. Calvados yeah at the time do you back him each way or do you yeah, he's only two places though. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's oh, hard. there is two places. Sorry, I forget that. Yeah, so, so you know, he might just—I don't know whether you place a small win here on him. Um, but if if, if Min runs, lads, Town is going to ride Shaq and Persuah. Is there any point back in a horse? And there's just two other horses in there that could beat him. Is six to one really a great price? Yeah, probably not. No, probably yeah. not. Oh, you yeah. make sense. I, I just think to have this market right. I'd, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so no, I'm the exact same as Stephen, by the way. Uh, I've no um, no hot take at all. Uh, it's a race I can't wait to watch, but definitely not getting involved with it. Well, I think the average punter, and include myself around that, has been hearing all of this absolute 
monster hype about Chacoin Poursois and how the last day they left it a million miles off uh, race fit. They didn't realise how far off until uh, they went and got beat on the race course. And if they deliver what they seem to be talking about they're going to deliver here, I think this is a one-way traffic job. But that, you know, tells me that... Um, In fairness, Willys, they really, really have come on for the run. Yeah, oh, they have. There's there's actual fact to back that up, that's for sure. And Shaq and Persuade, there was nothing negative in the run. Like, he did jump fine and travel fine. Mm. He got to the last there with a really good horse. So if you can take the view as he just got a bit tired and, and he's going to improve 10 pounds, he'll win. Uh, but a Plutard was very impressive, so I don't want to back him at even money to win. I, I think he could go off odds on. Yeah, he probably will go He probably will. Uh, Would you not just cover him so for the uh, champion chase now rather than pack him here? Have him for the champion chase. What price is he for the champion chase? Sixes, isn't he? No, he's lower than that, I think. Maybe nine to two. No way, six to one. Look, I have a point to make on this because I think a lot, of, a lot of angles this weekend. If you're having, let's say you're having twenty euros on any horse, let's say you're having twenty euros on latest exhibition at yeah. nine to two, right? Yeah. Instead of looking ahead, cashback's another great example. Okay, I'll give you the example of cashback. Cashback is twelve to one for the Arkham. He's five to one this weekend. Now, if cashback wins on Saturday, sort of half unfancied, he'll almost still be five to one for the Arkham. So don't back that twelve to one. So if, let's say you fancy horse this weekend. My point is, have your normal five or ten or twenty euros, fifty euros, whatever it is, then have a little manual double. So let's say you always have a twenty euro bet. This weekend, have the 20. Put a five on cashback also at five to one. Then you have uh, 30 euros that you can put on again at five to one for the Arkle or six to one or whatever he'll be. So your manual double will be paying close on 25, 20 to one. And a lot of these horses will be like that. That'll be a much better angle into betting the horses this weekend or betting them for Cheltenham. I think that's something to bear in mind. Latest exhibition, uh, nine to two, and then he'll be certainly be fours or fives again. Uh, five five by five is 25. So you can have a five or double there, 25 to one to win both races. If you got a price from that from the bookie, it'd only be about 12 to one. Yeah. So I just, I just you, think you, that's something to bear in mind. Check and Bursois is four to one, by the way, as well. Yeah, for the champion. Um, so Check and Bursois, if, if you have a tenor on a, at evens this weekend, he'll still be five to two-ish, two, two to one. Two to one, probably, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so if you have a tenor at evens, you have 20 and then... Uh, you've another your tenor goes on at twos you 40 back three to one to win both that's not a great example but the ones that are odds against you know you, you definitely would be getting much bigger prices to win both races than you would if you asked a bookmaker and the other thing you're getting Stephen is the option to not follow through with your anti-post wager if you don't like the style in which it wins this weekend so you've got all options covered it's your related yeah. doubles nicely covered with still an option to pull out which is uh, yeah yeah it's a manual it's a manual double and yeah, you, yeah. You, you, in most circumstances you'll get a bigger price than you would to win both races yeah very sensible I got gotcha. you um, we're all looking forward to that race whether it is the biggest betting uh, f- uh, proposition uh, who, do, sure. who do you fancy for the champion chase now if you're at the back if you had an even tenor and you, just to win, you have to pick the winner, not at the prices. Who wins the champion chase? Uh, I'd, I'd still, I'm, I'm, I love Defi de Soy, but I'm against him for a champion chase. So I would back Shaco and Persuade. Right now, before seeing Shaco and Persuade run, I'd be back in Altior, to be honest. Uh, Altior won't win. He's, he wouldn't. The, the Altior of last year wouldn't win this year. Never mind the Altior of this year. The Altior last there's, there's Defi de Soy doesn't bring in. He, he's beaten under Sona twice. Altior brings in every. Altier brings in very strong form. He's been beaten over two and a half miles this season. 
Um, and I think Altior has been dismissed ridiculously well, it, it, quickly it, it, by it's people. It's very hard to know whether that run behind surname is the best form in the race this year. Yeah, as in, like, like uh, Defi Desai has beaten Undersaw, who's an absolute legend, but he's 12 years old. Uh, Czech and Persuas so far has lost to Abel Plotard, who beat an unfit Czech and Persuas. So we don't actually know how good they are. Uh, Czech and Persuas himself beat Defi Desai easy last year. Again, there's question marks over that because of the fact that uh, Defi might have been over the top all of these horses have beaten each other up the only one that's kind of could be anything is Silas Emery really Czech and Bursois could be very special but all I'm saying is that at the moment from what we know at Altior um, the form of beating Min in that champion chase from two seasons ago he made heavy work of it last season there's no doubt but still he still carries in very very strong form and I think he's been uh, ridiculously overlooked so you'd back Altior I'd back Czech and Bursois right now Stephen who would you back? I'd back uh, De- Defi yeah, I think Defi has shown the best form this year and he just looks a monster over two miles at the moment. It just everything points to the up and coming horse. Uh, I think he will comfortably. But again, Dean, you're meant to be keeping a rein on this, like we've a lot to talk about now. We're gonna <laughs> chat them talk again. Well, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna pose hosts questions, Stephen, we, we could be here all day. Uh, I'm trying to use Serpia. Go on, the best race of the whole weekend is on next. It certainly is. Or could, well, you know, it's in a matter of opinion, but it's a crack, all right. It's the ERSG Arco Novice Chase um, Notebook Faka Dairies, Bapome Cashback, as Stephen mentioned already. Uh, Melon could pitch up here. Uh, could possibly also go up and trip. I guess that option applies to a few. But um, we've only got eight. No, sorry, nine in the list here. Notebook versus Faka Dairy round two, though. Stephen, let you go first. Yeah, um, everyone got blown away with Notebook. I'm very, very sceptical. You don't often see a Henry horse uh, jump like he does. He really stands outside the wings, and it's spectacular, but he gives him an awful lot of air. I I do not like the way he jumps at all. He's not, I don't like the term economical because it makes you sound like you're being true, but he really is not economical in his fences. He he absolutely balloons them, not not balloons in an up and down way. He sort of gives them plenty of air, and he's, he's away from the back of the last, or the back of them quickly but I just don't like his jumping style. I think he's so exuberant and, he, you know, given he's not going to be up with the pace, he, he's going to be ridden handy in behind. He'll have to make up ground at some stage. There'll be a temptation to throw him into one or two and either here or at Cheltenham, I think he's going to clatter one or come down and take a tumble because I do not like his jumping style. And um, so I think there's a little quirk in him as well. His head is up in the air. So, you know, he's, he's, he's short enough. Uh, Fakir is too slow for two miles don't just two miles is not his trip he looked like a stayer as a four-year-old he's another year older and um, his best form is over two and a half fair enough to be melon but we were making the point about uh, willie's horses um improving for the run and i think melon you know will, will have come on a ton for that so his best form was when he looked like he was about to beat samco and who knows what samco would have found so I'm just i'm not i'm not a big sack air fan in general he jumps great but i think two and a half and possibly further in time will be his trip. I absolutely adore Cashback. I just thought his run at Nace was awesome and the way he jumps. He's got this ability to jump really low and straight. Like a lot of horses, they, they kind of veer left or right and they're losing ground doing that. Uh, he's so straight and he gets away from his obstacles so quickly. Just absolutely adored him. Thought he was awesome. It's small worry in that all the money's coming for Bapaum. So that suggests that maybe Townend's going to ride Bapaum and maybe cashback not even going to run. I see Powers have pushed cashback out to sixes and the power into threes. But uh, once declarations are made, it'll be cashback for me. I think he can win the Arkle. Uh, I just, I've been so impressed with him and he'd be the one for me. 
pretty left field. I didn't even think, you know, we've done podcasts before where we probably might not have even mentioned cashback in the form of this race, but I'll leave that to Dan and Nolan. I think Fakir Didares is going to take some stopping and I already backed it for this race. So uh, uh, I completely agree with Stephen Cass. Uh, I think cashback is the bet. Uh, I'm hoping that this, this, this market move that he's mentioning as well is only the fact that, you know, uh, loads of tipplers are, or tipsters are kind of putting up uh, Bapaum. Keely is talking about Bapaum and possibly Tom, did Tom Siegel put him up? For yeah, the he kind of looks like the hipster horse, doesn't he, at the moment for the article, kind of like that uh, Durasso move a few weeks ago. So I think that's more bookmakers moving. I'm hoping that it's more bookmakers moving their books in line with um, potential anti-post damage, let's say. Uh, because I think cashback at five to one, he just as as Stephen said, his jumping. Uh, because I watched all, to, to his runs back last night, but that run last time, he's just so aggressive through a fence without ever looking like he's going to come down either. Um, he, he's just he's a really really lovely horse. Um, I don't know who you, you could end up with Danny on him, I suppose, but Danny gets on very well with him. So I think uh, cashback at five to one for all the exact same reasons. Um, I like Notebook, but I'm not sure about all that form really. Fakadudorino, he gets Fakadudorino has to give him less weight, so I just don't see why he'd overturn that. Um, I think Notebook will completely uphold that form, and I think the the potential flying the ointment for them all is cashback. But Poem could be anything. But he's just not a horse I've ever thought was great. Jeez, Bapam was running over three miles and for, yeah, wasn't forever. It, like. Wasn't it though? Patrick Mullins was saying that that's just because there were so many good novices shorter that they just kind of pushed him up. But I just, I can't have Bapam at the moment. Enough, that says enough to me. Yeah. yeah. He only jumped around three obstacles the last day as well because there was a load of fences admitted. Right, right. Spots. Now he did jump really well. We, we need a term for, there's no term in racing for the speed that a horse can get away from their obstacles from. You, you could brand that you call it cast speed that's what I want to call it now so call it he's doing great cast speed the cast, cast metric away. cast metric he gets away like he, it's, it's not that he takes a length out of horses from jumping them he takes a length out of them in terms of how quick he gets away from the back uh, but Palm is very good at that as well Willie's Willie's are really good at that Willie gets jumping very low you know there's none of Willie's are big big exuberant jumpers uh, whatever way he trains them because he doesn't really doesn't do that much schooling so I don't know how he's getting but the, it, it must be the strength in their back legs that push off from the the, the sand gallops that Willie uses um, but they're all awesome at it showing great cast speed or race hour speed something we need to brand it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe you know they see fences so uh, so seldom that when they jump one they're like I'm getting away from that <laughs> see you later you, you hear like <laughs> I, I I don't anymore, right? But, but the, I, I used to work in the racing post and in a commercial end now, not journalistic, not tipping it. And you'd hear a lot from, from Willie's yard because, you know, the Willie Collium would be coming in and we used to sponsor Patrick and, you know, some of the lads were good friends with Patrick. And you'd hear things from Willie's yard. Now I'd be hearing them secondhand, but like Willie basically doesn't school them at all over fences. It'd be horses, first time they could see a fence be on a race. Yeah, I couldn't believe when I heard that, uh, Stephen, because all you hear from the Henry de Bromhead thing is how much apparently now again i don't know this for a fact but apparently how much their school there so henry's it, henry's jump they can jump 24 to 30 obstacles loose every day yeah so like it's just mad it, there really is no one way of doing things is there no henrietta knight's book now is a recommendation of anyone you know it, it goes through all the different methods that are used in the different yards brilliant really really good so I'd say she would have got a fright if she went to Williams. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't be let in. She'd be trying to get him to jump something. Uh, that is not going to work. All right. Look, I'm very keen on Fakir Dadari, so I think that will return uh, 
into the winner's enclosure this time round. But um, the lads are all very keen on cashback, so that's the beauty of uh, what is a very hot article. Um, at Leopardstown, let's go then. We'll skip the uh, the race in between that and the Irish champion hurdle. Um, but, you know, this has turned into the honeysuckle hour a good few times on here. It's the first time I'm ever going to say this. I hope she doesn't win this weekend. <laughs> I hope she wins, obviously. But it's um, this is another race that I'm kind of happy to shirk. The only one that I've been very tempted to back is uh, Petit Mouchoir. Uh, I just think one of these races is just going to fall his way one day. I'll, I'll take that bet, no problem. <laughs> I think classical dream. The ground's going to be too good for him. He wants it absolutely bottomless, clearly. Um, as well as that, there's a proper screw gone in his head. Uh, the ground will suit Charger as much as it's probably... He's never going to get it as good as he wants it, so it's, it's going to be ground like this is where he'll properly shine. Um, and Honeysuckle, as much as I adore her... Um, I'm just not sure about her over two miles. Uh, all her best form is over 2.4. As well as that, just like Benny's run last time, her run is also very hard to quantify what she actually achieved that day. Uh, you know, Bacardi's and Penn Hill are kind of horses that haven't really peaked now for quite a while. So it's, it's a very, very muddling, confusing race. If I was having a good day, I would uh, throw a bit each way on Petit Mouchoir, who I think is really running to the line this year. And um, if the rest of them were to flop, I could see him being the one to kind of pick up the pieces. If Petit Mouchoir wins this, the champion hurdle is the most topsy-turvy load of nonsense that we'll, uh, we're likely to see. Stephen Cass. Um, uh, <laughs> Petit Mouchoir, like he could, he could win it. Uh, I'd rather back up the outsiders. I'd certainly rather back Super Sunday than him. I think he's got better form than him. If it's on the soft side, Super Sunday over two miles, his record is 1-2-1-1-1. Um, he's really, really solid in all these good grade ones. It, it'd be a bit disappointing. I'd expect Sharjah to beat him. The last time Sharjah has had uh, good ground over two miles in grade one, he's won three in a row. So Sharjah, I think, not is the one to beat because Honeysuckle is the one to beat. And the market, but the last day was very informative when she ran. So I'd be watching the market. Um, but I would have a concern with Honeysuckle. She's not a very quick jumper. She can jump in a, a bit big. Uh, so she's going to have to be a monster to go from the front and hold off Charge's charge. Charge is very slick, and he's going to make up ground um, at the second last of the last. But kind of the galloping nature of Leopard Sound might suit her. Dermo, are you concerned about going left-handed? Uh, not really, no. Um, I, I just think it, it's kind of worked out that way more than anything, uh, Steve. I don't think it's a concern yeah. for them. I, I just I won't be concerned unless she shows a chink because her jumping has never struck me as going particularly right either, really, to be honest. Yeah, like a classical dream is a yoke. He's an absolute yeah, yoke. Like yeah. He's he's he's. I'm I'm putting a line through him. I could see honeysuckle either winning or maybe bombing out. So I'm expecting Super Sunday to run a good race and hopefully run into a place. So I've done him in a few each way doubles because you're kind of getting a multiplier of five on any place parts. But I, you know, he's twenty to one. I don't think he'll win, but he's a nice one for each way doubles. So that's kind of the angle I'm taking into the race. And um, the other angle is, you know, honeysuckle. If she wins, she definitely go champion hurdle so if you are getting nines and tens which is out there for the champion hurdle if she wins this and win, she'll have to win impressively to go uh champion hurdle if she does she'll be she'll be favored for the champion hurdle and she'll be you know five to two so i like her in doubles with benny to do and go off one to two and the mares but you get evens and tens is 20 to one on the double 
Whereas on the day that that literally could be a six to one double, five to one double. So I kind of like that kind of angle, if you like honey supper. Yeah, I was going to throw that into the mix here because yeah. everybody on the race hour who listens to 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 us wax lyrical about honeysuckle uh, is probably on at nice prices for the mares because we're all over at sevens and eights and sixes. And now we're looking at a horse that if she runs in it, she got many to do take on and it will be a short price. But if that flip side happens and she does win this well, don't bother backing her for this. Just do the double with Benny for Cheltenham and hopefully yeah. you're in a good spot. Uh, it's something that you, you have to do. I think you've written off Classical Dream a little bit early, but... It's just listening to my Paddy... my pocket is talking here yeah, as well. It's listening again to Patrick Mullins, um, who's obviously a joy to listen to always. And just the fact that he, he just said it again. He said, when you look at every piece of his form, um, the only bit of good ground form that he has really is beating Aramon last season, who's not up to his level at all. He gets very good when the ground gets heavy. And unfortunately, as well as that, he's as... As Stephen Cass said, he's just developed into a full-on mad bastard now as well. So it's... Hey, look, Thomas Darby franked him the other weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, he got hurt. You have to be there. very, very forgiving now to back Classical Dream. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that's who I'm going to back. <laughs> I am the most romantic punter ever to uh, to um, have lived, probably, and uh, and as I host this, I'm allowed to say what I want. Classical dream yeah, that's would be my bet. Do you know what? I, I it's seven to two looks very short. Though. That's a terrible press. Really, really bad press. All right. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to pick out from the Saturday? Because there's a, a couple of races there that we haven't uh, discussed. So, Dem, I'll let you go first. Uh, yeah. So there's two uh, in the. 235, um, I quite like Eclair de Buffon in this. A mark of 140 could prove flattering. has kind of been out of his depth all season. But that form with the notebook from early on in the season, etc., will definitely suit an Eclair de Buffon off a mark of 140. It could just prove to be um, on the low end for one as good as him. And the other one then is, um, is Datsy of 133. Um, this is... a a very interesting mark. Uh, last time was fourth, but gets a big turnaround with that winner, the My Glass Flyer, who could be running here again. Uh, Datsy was very well backed on the day, and I think this horse um, probably wants further, but with a, a frantic pace, which will be guaranteed here, I think Datsy could go very, very well at about 10 to 1. Okay. I, I was going to take you on, actually, in that Matheson Handicap Chaser 235 um, with Debouche, who I think is uh, a little bit still under the, the radar, obviously. The, the biggest bridesmaid you'll ever find. Debouche, I will yeah, yeah, he's not very good at winning races. No, I, I'm aware of that. But, you know, um, I think this race is set up nicely, actually, for yeah. Debouche. Um, Stephen Cass. Yeah, uh, I'll be as quick as I can. I fancy three. One of them in the Matheson Handicap Chase. Us um, and them. This sounds a bit mad now because he's ran so bad the last three times. But that was all on soft ground. And his, his record on good ground, yielding our better, is 4-3-4, 4 3 4 one 2 2 2 2 and three of those are in grade ones, the twos, the two behind the Reichberg and, and a grade one behind our new at Aintree. Um, he's down to 147 now, but I would imagine if he runs in this close to top weight, Oakley Brown would ride him. He'd be running off uh, an effective 140. Now, he ran at the Dan Moore the last day and finished down the field, but if you watch it back, he was going to finish fourth or fifth. And uh, the rider lost his irons. I think JJ Slevin was riding him lost his irons at the second last, basically stopped right now. So he actually would have been a close-up fourth or fifth, uh, not close-up, he would have been beaten 10 or 15 lengths, but it was ground that wasn't suitable. He's 20 to 1. If Oakley Brown's riding him, he'd be a big price, and I'd take a chance on us and them. Um, the other race is the Labrooks hurdle. He mentioned uh, Datsy and the My Glass Flyer. In that race, the My Glass Flyer, David Boy and Datsy, first, second, fourth, were all up with the pace, 
uh, Michael Aspire and Daybreak Boy, who were first and second in particular. The horse that was third that day, Golden Jewel, was ridden wide out the back. At, you know, it was a very, very good performance to come and finish third that day. She did a good run in fourth or fifth behind Alpha Mix in a good race at Nav at the time before that. She, mares can just improve. Like, she's had a lot of racing, but mares can improve, um, uh, you know, 10, 15 pounds when they're a bit older out of nowhere sometimes and I think this horse she has that kind of a stamp of a mare that's improving uh, she'll be 50 to 1 now on the day you'll be getting 6 places she could be 100 to 1 I bet fair so Golden Jewel and the Labrox Hurdle I show a few bob at her and in the bumper I think that Eric Bloodaxe is the most overrated looking thing I've ever seen Willie doesn't have any bumper horses his yoke won over 2.5 uh, it's a horse called Lieutenant Command, who's a half, uh, the dam is a half sister, the jukebox jewelry that dead heated an Irish ledger one time. He was absolutely awesome uh, in, in a Limerick bumper. He bolted up, uh, lovely grey, and a sucker for an old mead horse as well. So he's 16, 20 to 1. The bumper market will be very informative. Like he could be 21 on the day, he might go off fours. But he, Lieutenant Command of the bumper is another one I'd be keeping an eye on. Lovely. Thank you, Stephen. I wanted to just throw in, I quite like the mouse doctor if he scraped in uh, to that 3.45 on Saturday. Uh, they finally got a win into him, albeit they had to travel uh, to do it for Tony Martin. I think he's interesting around. There was bits of 33s around for that. I'd be interested in that. He's got to scrape in uh, to the mix there. So uh, I think we gave three in the 2.35. Debouche was mine. Eclair de Beaufort was Dermo and us and them. A uh, lovely looking price and uh, a decent angle there from Stephen Cass for that 2.35. Uh, that's it for Dermo and Golden Jewel for Stephen in the 345 and in that bumper Noel Mead's Lieutenant uh, Command okay that I wouldn't uh, on. just on Lieutenant Command I wouldn't back a Manti post at the 16th just because uh, Jigginstown have so many in there yeah. maybe he won't run okay um, we're going to take a very quick break now and we'll be back and do day two of the Dublin Racing Festival don't delay head over to bookmakers.co.uk today Welcome back to the Race Hour podcast, brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk. Stephen Cass has joined us for a preview of the Dublin Racing Festival. Demon Nolan is here, and it's myself, Dean Ryan. Uh, day two, Sunday. Um, obviously, ground might have some implications on here, but we did talk about that already before uh, day one. We're going to go straight into the 125 on Sunday. That's the Spring Juvenile, the grade one there. It uh, looks like we've got a horse here, stone ahead of the rest of the field, if you're just going by uh, ratings. Aspire Tower, it's going to be odds on demo. Uh, I think he'll win. Yeah, um, they're kind of isn't a whole lot to say here if I was going to back with the without market I'd probably go on Never Do Nothing who impressed me last time for John McConnell but Aspire Tower here um, just looks the kind of clearing away horse uh, kind of shocked that Willie Mullins clearly doesn't have many juveniles because he doesn't have a single entry here which you know he's he's done well in this race obviously but look Aspire Tower has looked very very smart um, and going into the Triumph Hurdle you'd imagine now he'll, he'll cement his position up up the top of that market with uh, Goshen and all mankind, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, hard to disagree with that. I think he'll win here, um, Stephen Cass. Yeah, I think he'll win. I don't like him as a horse. Uh, he races with the choke out. He's very keen. Um, he doesn't look straightforward, so I wouldn't like him for the triumph at all because the two horses Dermo mentioned and him are all, you know, head-to-ball front runners. So that the triumph's going to be a burn-up that's going to set up for some closer. But in the angle of, of, of uh, Sunday, he just looks that bit too good. Um, so I just don't really have an angle into the race I think um, the horse that finished second to him the last day sorry now the name's escaping me here the, the red colours uh, the, the Wolf Prince since. yeah Wolf Prince I thought the, the run of the race he was a bit too far back the, uh, at Leopardstown I think he'll get closer to him and I think he'll be the bet without uh, he was good after and I don't think there's much uh, much else in the race okay 
All right. Well, well, why don't we just move on? I think yeah. I think he should be good enough to win that. We'll, we'll worry about future targets when we see how he does. Um, the 155 at Leopardstown Sunday is the Chanel Farmer Novice Hurdle, another grade one. Uh, you know, you've got Envoy Allen entered a couple of times around here, but it's, I don't think they need to run again, do they, Damo? Will they? I, yeah, I'm not sure they will. Um, obviously, uh, Keith Dunn, who's a bookmaker's article, will be out uh, yeah. t- tomorrow. Uh, but it's I'm not sure they need to uh, the odds but she is he'd be much uh, terrifically shorter if, if anyone had any sort of an inkling that he You'd was going to run you take one if you knew Demo wouldn't you, you? yeah <laughs> you know and there's 9 to 2 around the place as well okay, so yeah, yeah like you yeah. know he, he's he's more than likely not running um, I think Abacadabra here takes the absolute world of stopping um, as I've said all year I'm mad about this horse for the uh, Supreme I think he's absolutely built for it I think he's just got better as the year has gone on. Uh, the one thing that I will say as a caveat to that though, Dean, and I think you'll like this, is um, Blue Sari is arguably a big old price hey. here. Um, just because of the fact that he flopped when all of the Willie Mullins horses were flopping over Christmas. He beat the boss's Oscar, uh, who's come out and franked that from his first run. So Blue Sari could just improve. Um, he was too bad to even count that run last time, but I still just think that form between Abacadabra and Envoy Allen is still the best piece of form there is. Yeah, there are some tasty horses in behind Abracadabras in this betting, Stephen. Which one uh, strikes you as being the most likely to give this uh, Abracadabras a rattle? Uh, Mount Leinster, I think, is the most likely to give him a rattle. He's a very unsexy horse because he disappointed a couple of times as a bumper horse. But yeah. his, 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 his maiden hurdle was, was brilliant. Like, he was awesome. He, really, he was the same time as Aspire to Tower. He would have been carrying a lot more weight. Um, he, he was four or five seconds quicker. Now, I'm not a big times man. Sorry, and I sound like I am here. But he's four or five seconds quicker than Cedarwood Road, who was very impressive earlier on in the card uh, in the race before. So I just think Mount Leinster could still be a fair tool and you're getting, Willie loves this race and you're getting what's going to be Willie's number one. Um, I, it's a bit disappointing. Yesterday morning he was 12 to one. He's now six to one, seven to one. Um, but I think he'll be three to one, seven to two in the day. So it's probably still worth taking. Uh, I was very impressed with him. I think Abacadabras is a rat. Don't like him at all. So I'd always be looking to take him on. Um, so Mount Leinster would be the one I'd take him on with. And I was really impressed with Cedarwood Road. Like he absolutely hosed up just on Mount Leinster. Sorry, the form of that maiden as well. Like Exit Pole won very well. He was fourth that day. Mount Leinster destroyed him. And um, he, he won uh, last weekend pretty impressively. So I, I, I do like Mount Leinster. And Cedarwood Road is really really impressive uh he hosed up in a maiden now it was probably a bad maiden but he'll be like 40 to 1 on, on the exchange on the day yeah. so i'll have a few i'll have a five on cedarwood road to win a couple of hundred on the day as well i am um, was listening to friend of the uh, the podcast and of course our preview night david jennings talking about mount leinster as a proposition for the supreme before it goes and runs this weekend it's around 33 to 1 if that's still around if he hasn't absolutely killed that price um already one of these for maybe your manual doubles yeah, he'd be made for that. Or you what? You, there's a couple of firms going non runner no bet now. We'll check the price non runner no bet for Cheltenham here. Um, Andy Dufresne wins the Supreme Annual, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> not in a month of Sundays as he wins the Supreme. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong. Hey, be race. careful what you wish for. The Supreme will be run on a Sunday in about four years' <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, it will. It'll be a virtual it's, race as well. You're doing a bad job of filling here while I look. No, um, I'm going to I'm going to talk about Blue Sari. If you just yeah, draw, no, look, draw I... a line through that last run, which you have to to get involved, uh, the ten to one looks very fair to me. Yeah, um, I'd have him to be honest. As the uh, you have to respect 
Mount Leinster. Mount Leinster is uh is thirty three to one for the Supreme. Thirty three to one uh, non runner I'll bet he's there's only one farm sky about sixteens. Sixteens, yeah, perfect. And yeah, like so like if you rule out that one run from Blue Sari, um he represents some very strong form. I like Mount Leinster. Um, exit pole was good last weekend, but I thought exit pole was kind of uh, was soft enough treated in behind, and I just think that um, Abercadabra, as much as people might uh, slate him, I thought he came up the Cheltenham Hill absolutely fine last season, and I think he's uh, he's a lot tougher than people give him credit for, and I think he'll he'll take the world of stopping here. I really want to take him on, um, so I will be taking him on, but I'm happy to be proved wrong, Demma, because I know that you like him so much. Um, that uh, manual doubles thing for Blue Sorry doesn't work for me. Already backed it for the Super, <laughs> um, which hasn't gone to plan. Let's put it uh, that way. All right, why don't we take a look at the three o'clock on the Sunday? That's the Flow Gas Novice Chase, uh, another great one, of course, and they're all absolutely superb uh, contests. Look the race for Forheen and Battle Over Doyen and potentially Lorena although Lorena could head over to the UK I see they're entered up at Sandown I think um, I wait. think she will go there that makes yeah. sense yeah I think she, oh, you think she'll go in Dublin or in the UK no I think she'll go to Sandown it yeah. just, you know, it's a softer option and yeah, you know Willie does not want anything beating Forheen <laughs> he would hate to, for Lorena to beat Forheen by a half length yeah. if they Battle Over Doyen that so. makes Lorena actually a, a tasty proposition for a punt in the Sandown I think I was seeing stuff like nine to two five to one around yeah because you don't, but know it's weird, you don't want to be t- you know. i know i know i know and yeah, she burst the last time i just I'm wouldn't be going near her but. i'm with it but she won't be that price so that doesn't always mean it's the right bet to have right yeah, no, now she's she's four to one for the flow gas yeah and she's 11 to two for the silly isles yeah yeah um I now, think if, stand on, yeah. now if you fancy her for this race then definitely have a little a uh, couple of quid on the, the silly ass because yeah, I think I she'll win that. She'll win the silly ass. This race isn't that strong, really. Um, I, I kind of wasn't blown away by it now compared compared to the rest of them. Like I, I kind of thought on the day, just as a fun bet, I'd probably if the prices were like this, I'd have Dallas. They picked on a fifty to one now that they know as Mark is too high for handicap. Uh, it could be a decent bet uh, or just. A small they have handicaps in Ireland as well, Dermo. I know, I know, I know, but still, it's. Uh, I think there's, there's, there is, there's something in him there anyway. But the battle over dying um, for me wins this again. I absolutely love Faheen. Um, you have to love Faheen. That run last time at Limerick was absolutely outstanding. Uh, I thought Samcro cut out like there was, there was kind of something wrong that day uh, to my untrained eye, um, and I thought Faheen kind of obviously picked it up it was a brilliant performance he's a cracking horse um, but as much as like Lorena we don't know where we stand with her uh, Mellon uh, he will be better when he steps up and trip but I think two mile four rather than this race is definitely more for the uh, the stayers than the kind of the quicker JLT types um, easy game we've no idea how good this horse is really uh, Packard Dudery, um I don't think he'll be stepping up until after this potentially and then you've got the likes of Tornado Flyer who again I just don't think jumps anywhere near well enough so I think just by the the whole process of elimination the 11 to 4 and battle over Diane looks a decent bet I really like Melon for stepping up and trip and I, I've got an interest in Melon for, for the marsh but they've got plenty yeah, to sort is, out beforehand this is more of an RSA test though isn't it than a than a JLT test in yeah. my opinion and over the years it has gone like that as well and I'm just not sure what Mellon really wants a massive stamina test like this could turn into yeah well, we'll find out you know in a day or so exactly where they're going to enter up and where they're going to go um, if Mellon was to line up in there that would be my bet Stephen <laughs> 
Yeah, like in terms of it being an RSA test, it's still a race over two miles five, just because RSA horses have won it in the past. Um, it's two five, it's not three miles, so it's it's not to say a quicker horse couldn't 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 win it. Uh, the ground will be important here. I think if they do get a bit of rain on Saturday night, battle over Diane will win, uh, and it'll suit him better. Um, uh, like he's shown plenty of class winning over two, two and a half, three. Gordon always says he wants the trip. I think he is by far the most likely winner and should be the favourite. Just because with Faheen, I think you, you have to question the form of Sam Crow. Like I was Sam Crow's biggest fan uh, after Johnny Ward, but you know, I, I, I just don't know any form with Sam Crow is questionable. And you know, Faheen has to go on the way in at some stage. Uh, so Battle Over Dying should be favoured here. The one I would keep an eye on for the future is Mythbuster, who was beaten only four and a half lengths behind Easy Game and Alaho that day. And he really tanked into that race. He was on the bridle turning in. Um, Henry won the Close Brothers last year with a Plutard. So I think Mythbuster will be running here. He'd want to run close-ish up, try and get a marker on the 140. It's very hard to get into that race because you need to be between 140 and 145. But if Mythbuster can do that I think he's just one to keep an eye on he could be a winner of that close brothers novice chase okay good angle I like that um, I wouldn't be backing him for it though he's no, 25 no. to 1 yeah. for the close brothers and sure you know he's probably 4 to 1 to get the right mark but just keep an eye on him in that context okay all right. Um, that's the flow gas. I mean, the roof will come off if if he does the business there. Um, but as Stephen says, got to go on the wane at some point. Hasn't happened yet. He actually looked like thoroughly enjoying himself the last day, which was uh, he's brilliant. Uh, uh, he's amazing. Yeah, he's a cracking horse. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I think if I was pricing up, I'd have him the other way around. But you know the wave of money that's going to come at you uh, on if, the day if yeah. you do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you may as well protect your pockets uh, as a layer a little bit. Okay, we come to the uh, the big race of the weekend. It may not be everyone's main punting race but Jesus there's plenty of angles to look at in the Paddy Power Irish Gold Cup Dermar I'll let you go first here um, something's got to go and challenge Santini the uh, the Gold Cup winner yeah the, the, the thing that I'm really struggling to see is how much pace there is in the race because um, that would that will define whether or not uh, Delta Work is your Gold Cup is your Irish Gold Cup winner or not because it kind of does does come down with that horse to how much pace there is I mean the RSA last year wasn't ran to suit and he kind of clambered home late I thought last time that that other race kind of fell apart more than anything else um, the bagger walk they'll, they'll have to make it with Kenboy because like Jet's going to make it anyway so there will be pace in the race the bagger walk as well I suppose wouldn't, wouldn't she he, yeah well she didn't she didn't even make it I think when she won it Leprestown last year she doesn't need she doesn't need she doesn't to, need to but, but Kenboy if you think back when he won the um, the ball the Lexus yeah, two years ago well, yeah. Yeah, yes and at Punchstown he went from the front yeah. so the fact he was uh, somewhat underwhelming the last day the logical thing with Kenboy to do if he's now fitter is to get him out in front that so. makes perfect sense yeah well then if that is the case then I think Delta work um at the odds on the day will be the bet I like presenting Percy obviously um, everyone does but I'm not sure how much ability that horse does retain and it's all about the one day it seems I, I, I just can't make heads or tails of him so I, he's not a betting proposition uh, Chris's dream is interesting but again you just don't know how good that form was last time despite Fitzhenry somewhat franking it but um, I just think at the odds um, I'm a big fan of that RSA form from last season people were way too quick um, as we were saying here in the on the race our podcast to write that form off and I think Delta Work will take an absolute world of um, 
of stopping along with Santini in the Gold Cup. He'd interest me here, but obviously it's it's a race that I won't be getting too heavily stuck into. But the top two in the market, I think, will be the uh, the first two home. I thought Percy was the bet, but the more I look at the race, um, I, you know, I want Percy to win for my pocket talk for a Gold Cup uh, wager. Have. But um, Ken Boy, the more I look at the race, if Ken Boy is back to uh, previous Punchestown entry form, um, I think he's going to take a hell of a lot of beating here, Stephen. I think uh, this is, uh, I'm going to sound very stupid probably now after the race. I think Ken Boy might be gone at the game. I think he jumped rotten the last day and he, his head was skewing up in the air. He was jumped right, and he skewed over his first three fences. He looked like he was hating the game, and I think he might be gone sour. Um, whenever you see a horse do that, I instantly put a line through them, and he can come back now and prove me wrong rather than the other way around. And if he goes and wins this, obviously he's back to his best, and then he's back in. Yeah. But for the purposes of this race and the purposes of the Gold Cup, I am calling Kenboy as being gone at the game. I, I <laughs> hated it the last day. Hated it. And he didn't really show much aptitude for the fight either coming to the last. So uh, I, I'm going to say Kenboy is gone. And he, of course he can go away. Of course, you know, he can improve like Willie's. And of course, Delta Work, you know, he put in a rotten run it down Royal and then came back. And these things happen. But for the purposes of analyzing the race, uh, I just do not like Kenboy at all. Don't like him for the Gold Cup either because... Yeah, he hates uh, Cheltenham, uh, sure. He doesn't run well at Cheltenham either. Yeah, like he's only ran twice at Cheltenham. Never say lost Cheltenham. My, my issue is he's not really proven at Cheltenham. I just think, you know, he's at his best when he's dominating from the front uh, on a speed track. And yeah. that's not Cheltenham. Yeah, so, he was devastating at Aintree as well. Absolutely devastating. He was. Yeah, yeah. and he's, yeah. Not, he's not going to get to dominate. Um, like Monley's going to go for the front because he only knows one way of going. Native River, who's probably you know 15 pounds below his best and starting to sour as well but if he can he'll be going up front so Kenboy's not going to get it his own way at Cheltenham and on the undulations I don't think the track will suit him it's not that he's proven that he doesn't like Cheltenham I just don't think Cheltenham will suit him um, so that's my angle on Kenboy Delta Work absolutely should have won the RSA last year Davey gave him one of the biggest stones you'll ever see Davey rode him like he was Arkley came between the third last and the second last Davey did this overconfident thing that he sometimes does like Davey he's brilliant Like he's the best rider off Cheltenham but he, he, he can when he's riding confident he, you know you'd see it in him and he said this thing can't be beat and he brought him to the front too early and what happened was he did, he's, he's actually quite a good jumper but he's just shuffled especially the last and he didn't land running and then by the time he got going again he just switched him around the outside of Santini and he was actually closing at the line Delta Work absolutely should have won that RSA in my view uh, he was very good the last day because he wasn't up at the pace so Monley nearly got away with it in a slowly run race. Delta Work came and, and mowed him down in a better run race this weekend, which I think it will be because Camboy will go from the front. Uh, and if he doesn't, Jet will go from the front. Then I think Delta Work will be able to show how good he is. Uh, I think he is the most likely Gold Cup winner because he's the improver. Uh, I'd much rather him at four points bigger than Santini. But I think he'll win this weekend as well. The one I'll also be having a bet on is if if pers- if um, Kenboy doesn't go from the front Jet's going to get a freebie and if you watch the race the last day Jet was actually upsides Manley coming to the last and he then fell away and he finished fifth or sixth but I think at 100 to 1 uh, there's a chance that he could get a freebie up front maybe he'll be two lengths clear jump in the last he will get done by something probably does to work but I think you know you could do worse than have a few quid in on him each way at 100 to 1 uh, getting 20s on the place because I think that's too big a price as well Okay, um, I'm fascinated on your angle on Kenboy. I mean, the horse is three and a half lengths behind the horse you fancy for the race, and he's gone at the game and hadn't been seen since May before. Any 
even itch of improvement, change of tactics, I think he'll, he'll you can laugh. But he looks, if, 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 if he's sour, he's sour, you know, and he looks like a sour horse to me. Yeah, well, it's, if, if, if I... Sour if, horses if, normally if, go the other way. They don't improve from run to run. So that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the view I'm taking. Absolutely, I could be wrong. Yeah. I wouldn't mind owning a horse that was sour that could finish that close up. <laughs> yeah, and, I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> I'd find a race for him anyway. <laughs> um, Dama, final word on this race, please. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think Delta Work will will take all the stopping. Okay, I think I think Kenboy's going to take a world of beating, and I really liked Percy for it. In fact, it's very odd now that we've had all this silence before we've presented Percy that now we're getting the giddy up the horse should have and probably could have won the last day with a different ride and now they think he's A1 and there's no training for one day am I reading too much into this is I think this... he's just being handled like he's made of glass I think uh, Paddy yeah. Aspel called it all last season he said that there was something serious he said that he had the feeling that there was something seriously quite wrong with this horse and that uh, they weren't telling us that told with his one run in the Galmai and then his terrible performance in the Gold Cup I thought he was minded by Davey the last day he's in, still being handled like there's yeah, something wrong with him behind uh, behind Hardline and Min as well he was handled like they were terrified that, that the floor was made of lava and it was the same thing as his last run for me I, I think there's there's a trepidation there and there's a fear of pressing that button um, and that could all be, be proven wrong but with those connections you don't know what they're up to either so I'm just happy enough to uh, completely avoid it I can only see two winners of the race lads it's Percy or Kenboy which doesn't include the one you fancy so it should no. be a good Gold Cup Delta how, how is Chris's dream 6-1 to one? Yeah, I have no first. idea. Based on a big handicap win, but I have no he, idea. He was good in that handicap. Yeah, you won that F one forty six. It's bonkers, and there's nothing in his novice form. He's a lovely horse, like, but he'd want a bog, and he's got to beat Kenboy, Delta Work, late one sixty horses, and present Percy, who's obviously you know you know north of one sixty horse, and he's still six to one in amongst them. I do you just, know? Do you know what happens? Great. Is traders remember what happened to them the last day, and a horse with Chris in the name gets backed by a lot of Chris's on a Saturday, and they just go, oh, "That took us for a few quid last day." <laughs> I'm having this in it. Like, if that was to run in the Grand National, if that was to run in the Grand National, sizing John, all the Johns, there's more Johns than Chris's. He should be even money based on Jesus, dude. If you had a Grand National full of names, that's they'd, they'd be fair second. Oh, I, I really hope that uh, our traders and our game are a bit more scientific. Than, Believe than, yeah. than the, the, well I'm going to do the back to lay and size of John now based on that because it sounds like very sensible the old school traders were more intelligent than the, the current traders and you, you know don't at me don't at me don't, um, don't at me yeah yeah, yeah exactly um, alright there's a few other races on the Sunday uh, now that I've ended that in a crescendo of nonsense um, there's a few other races on the Sunday we might have picked something out from um, I only had one I wanted to flag up that was Jeremy's Flame in the opener on the Sunday uh, really think there's a bit more to come from that one hopefully Gavin Cromwell runs it here uh, double figures I thought looked fair enough does it show how bad the English novices are that Jer Jeremy's flame can run in a handicap hurdle in a mark off the 130s and be in a mayor's handicap hurdle and finish second to him and, and second yeah. in a total worth and she's double figures yeah I'm very keen to take her on here like I think that, that race that Fiddler on the Roof won is it was a terrible race um, I thought I don't think much of the exactly as Stephen Cass just said, as the novices over there, I think the Irish novices are streets clear of them. Um, and the one I really liked here was my sister Sarah, who, while well, she's running off a obviously a higher mark than than the rest of them, that form last season of beating Kilfenora has been very, very well backed up by that horse this season. Um, and I think she's a very, very good mare. And in a race like this, I don't mind her giving away weight. I think she's the best one of them. Um, in the in the three thirty, uh, or sorry, the uh, in the two thirty, um, I thought Cuneo 
at 25 to 1 was very interesting. Three pounds lower on 134 than he was when a brilliant fourth in the Pertemps last season. Um, if he was to turn up there and be any semblance of that price, I think he's extremely interesting. And as Stephen Cass pointed out to me, uh, Dallas they picked on is on a very good mark in Ireland for handicap chases. So he's very interesting. That last race though, um, the uh, four o'clock at uh, Leprestown, I couldn't make heads or tails of it and I'll wait until the day you've got at the acorn who could be anything who was brilliant last time you've got obviously Dallas they picked on Fitzhenry but the only horse in here that uh, that I quite like going forward is any second now at the Cheltenham Festival again this year but I will uh, I'll tell you why in my uh, blog tomorrow then it's the right trip for expatriate that turns up in the last it is, but he he could be empty now, could he? Tough enough race, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's a hard in, race. Uh, in the thirsties, yeah. Okay, Stephen Cass, uh, enlighten us for those uh, other three races on the Sunday. Um, three. I've I've two. I think that mare's handicap hurdle is going to be a belter. Uh, now Willie has an absolute plethora of entries, so not sure will he run this. But Rebel Og is twenty to one there at the moment, and she was second to uh, Ord Owen. Dermo, we've 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 had discussions. Ord Owen, what's that mean? <laughs> I don't know, Stephen, to be honest with you. I'm not even high, gonna, uh, high River, I think. High River. Owen is River, isn't it? <laughs> I've half an idea, but I'm just not. I'm not committing yeah, anymore. After yeah. making a show of yourself the last time this <laughs> yeah, came up. Yeah, yeah. You're in the Stephen. You're in the Yeah. But anyway, look, this horse was um, second. She's a little kink in her Rebel Oak. Like, she's loads of ability, but she. Yeah. Oh. But she's definitely improving and being second to Ordown is a really good run because after that race, uh, Gordon said that Ordown is definitely going for the mayor's novice. Dermo, actually, you fancied Heaven Help Us that day. She was in front of her that day. So Heaven Help Us is the, the mayor of the Greyhound trainer that was second to Abacadabras. Yeah. So Rebel Oak finished in front of her, um, who placed in a grade one, a much stronger grade one than Jeremy's Flame was running in. She's running off 133 Rebel Oak here and she's 20 to 1. I just think that that's a big price. If she's Anthony, sorry, she's off 128. Um, and I think she's the kind of mare that would have any amount of improvement in her. She's a little bit green, a little bit leery, but Willie can get improvement out of them. They like to say, you build me up Buttercup is such a bad jumper, but Townend would have to ride her. So you probably still will get a good price on Rebel Oak um, because she will be second or third string. I'd be really interested in her. And the other one I like, uh, and I think this could be a bit of a plunge horse, is Portmore Lock, who was third in that Troytown to Chris's dream. Didn't quite get home over three miles. Jumped really well. Travelled exuberantly. He's back down to 2.5. He's rated 131. Um, he's going to sneak in close to bottom weight. I hope he gets in because he's number 28. I think 22 run. So he should sneak in. I think he'll be going off close to 4-1 to one favourite. And you can back him sixteen to one, and you get your money back. Balloted out, he is a bet. Yeah, John Kylie, absolutely brilliant already for a target. And this fellow's a nine-year-old now; he has to be winning. You know, there'd be no messing around with him. Yeah, that's a great shout. There's already a little bit of blue around for the ones that were brave enough to price this up early enough. So, um, Portmore Lock for John Kylie in that four o'clock is a bet for Stephen Cass there. Um, okay, uh, we got to the point where it's anything else from the weekend, but I guess it's all about the Dublin Racing yeah, Festival. You pick anything out from the UK? Um, Stephen, I'm guessing you didn't even look at the UK yet. Uh, no, well, I didn't. I couldn't even tell you what's on. I, 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 I have two more. I've won at Dundalk. We'll take that. Um, we'll take that. Yeah, one that was good. And oh my God, I'm actually brain freeze on the name. David Barnane's horse in the last at Dundalk on Friday. Tynamite. Tynamite, sorry, it's come to me. Uh, yes, this horse, he, he he was second the last day. He found trouble twice. Now, he's only a small little thing. And two runs back was today when he had a horrible headwind at Dundalk. And loads of horses hated her. 
he finished eighth and ninth, absolutely hated it. Uh, came back to form the last day, finished second. Now, he has to be drawn low because he has to have cover and he'll come with a late run. If he's dr- he doesn't like being out wide, this horse. If he's drawn in the first six, I think he will win on Friday night in the last. Uh, that's dynamite. He's rated, one, uh, he's rated 48. He's one off uh, a higher rate. He's rated one off 50, I think. And he's in good form. Marnay's horse is running well. And the other one is, I'm going to give you, like, this is going to win. At, at Maidan tomorrow, he's running. I'll give you the time now. Tomorrow, Maidan, I think it's 5.25. It's the six furlong group three. Let me just put up the exact time. It's definitely the first Maidan tip in this podcast anyway. Dude. I think 5.25. So, yeah. <laughs> Thursday's my day off. And so I've been watching a bit of Maidan uh, this year. And Drafted is the name of the horse. And the third, the last day behind Gladiator King and Ibn Malik. And they both run again tomorrow. So you might be getting the price of this fella. I reckon you might get four to one tonight if I knew this is Wednesday. Anything down to two to one is a bit. Even tomorrow, if you're listening on Thursday, uh, back drafting with the five twenty-five, he always, always is slow out of the gate every time. But he always then closes like a demon. Now he comes comes on a lot for his run. Um, I know the owners, and uh, he did a good piece of work at the weekend. And he, I, I just think he'll win because he's probably the best horse in the race anyway. And he will have improved an absolute bundle for that run. So draft him in 525 tomorrow. He'll win. And you'll have a few bobs to play with at the weekend. Love that. Yeah, right. So, so that's all good. So have you another 20 of them now? Again, Steve, or is, is that it? No, no, he's done. He's done. He's done. He's it. I'm going to let Stephen compose himself before I ask him for, you know, one or two absolute standouts from the Dublin Racing Festival. So I'll let you get that in order. Dermo, give me your nap of the Dublin Racing Festival. Give me two if you want. I've got three. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was between Fury Road and uh, Battle Over Dying. It seems to be a Gordon Elliott fest by me. Uh, but I think uh, Battle Over Dying is, uh, is my idea of uh, a horse in the Flowgas Novice Chase on the Sunday who will be very very hard to stop okay Battle of Adoyen is your nap I'm going to throw three in their latest exhibition I hope I'm not stealing uh, Stephen's Thunder but I think that's one of the bets in the meeting goes in the very first race against Dermo's Fury Road staring nine- Fury Road's yeah, arse I know, I know the 92 around though at the moment I'd have them a lot closer to each other in the betting and the latest exhibition is my idea of a winner this weekend um, in the 2.35 on that day one I'm going to give Debouche a, a serious each way nod I think it's a crack and price right now and um, Jeremy's flag who no one seemed to like in that 12.55 on Sunday is a horse I'm looking forward to seeing run uh, Stephen you've composed yourself give us the best of the Dublin Racing Festival yeah the, be- the best bet without doubt is the latest exhibition of 92 because it should be half that price yeah. uh, and the you know arguably the best value is Port Marlock at 16s because he will be less than half that price on the day but at the same time I think the latest exhibition will win so that's a better bet okay. or you know you're always with handicaps you always you, you don't know but um, and the other one uh, I love is cashback so latest exhibition 92 cashback 6s bit worried about that drift but let's see how it goes and Port Marlock 16s beautiful and before we get to the Dublin Racing Festival Tynamite at Dundalk on Friday and this drafted uh, this good thing at Maidan at 525 I'm going to get in trouble Thursday. now I'm realising yeah I might get in trouble with the owners about this we, but uh, we, yeah look we, 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 not enough people listen to the yeah. podcast do they yeah he won't <laughs> I'd say, most of our listeners, I'd say most of our listeners are so into Jones Racing they won't, don't even know what a Maidan is so I think you might be yeah, okay double, double drafted if, if Hills go a nice price this evening you can double drafted with the latest exhibition that's the way beautiful 
All right, look, chat, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk about the Dublin Racing Festival uh, with you both, Durban Nolan, Stephen Cass. This has been the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk. I'm Dean Ryan. Thanks to Alex on production. Uh, we'll be back to talk through all the, uh, well, the winners and the losers of the Dublin Racing Festival next week. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk. Your best bet for tips, news and bookmaker reviews.